Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates and information. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and for some extra free picks on TikTok. All links in the description. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer. Otherwise, the goals of this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain how certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answered is on our Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. Link in the show description. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans that is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We're only covering a subset of games in this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet link in the show description or on the website homepage for all the picks and projections. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, uh, Jared, uh, the UMass game just ended and they were up 27, I believe, at one point. They were yeah. up like 21 with like three minutes to go and didn't cover 15. Uh, it, 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 I feel like I'm, I'm trying to bring the energy, but after a beat like that, it's just – it's tough to, to it, bring it Yeah, it, right it now. is. You know, it, I, I need like a cooldown period. It, it, it is very difficult. I have to say that is why Jake is usually on this show because a game – a day with seven games – and if it were me, I would have said, you know what, we can mail today in. But Jake was here giving you picks yesterday because that's the type of guy that he is. But that's okay. I'm going to give him a little rest here. He doesn't have to deal with the the bear the weight of this UMass loss. I'll bear it for him in his stead, and then I'll get six days off from from <laughs> so I, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like we're all bearing the, the weight of that loss. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, well, I was I I tweeted about this too. You know, I was talking about the bad beats, they, they do balance out in the long run. Sometimes you go days where they don't, sometimes you go weeks where they don't um, sometimes maybe even a whole month, right. Where they don't balance out. And then yeah. the, I, the more games you bet, the quicker it's going to balance out. That doesn't mean bet games you don't like. I always just tell people bet the most amount of games that you're comfortable betting. There's no need to limit yourself unless you don't like it. If you don't like it, limit yourself, right? But otherwise, that's why we play more games because the more games you get, the more likelihood that that is going to balance out. That with a smaller sample size, you're more likely to have good luck or bad luck. And uh, and that just starts off the week with a bad note. IUPUI, you know, people betting them six, six and a half. They lose by seven. Now, of course, they shouldn't have lost by seven. Uh, they, they hit a, a dumb three thing. They should have lost by 10. So, I mean, that wasn't really as close of a loss as it looked like, but they, but I would, that was fine. I wasn't even that bitter about that one until the UMass went, and now I'm just bitter about all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. completely understandable. All right, well, we got a good Tuesday slate here for you. We could bounce back from some of that, and there, I think the rest of Monday is going pretty well for us. So, uh, yeah, there is that at least. Uh, again, we record before the games are all done, so we don't really know exactly how the whole night went, but uh, so far it's looking okay. Uh, before we get to Tuesday's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball and the beer college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits we found there above and beyond what we do here, including plays of the day. Starts at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. 
Because you're let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Set up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording on Monday night. I think there were eight A plays that we've already locked in and again made available to our starter level patrons. So they've already seen the plays that the model loves the most, the one that you love the most of all of them. My goodness, this is a big number here. 7 p.m. Central, North Florida at Houston. Houston is laying a whopping 28 points. But get this, the model says it should be 31. Yeah. I, you know, we talk about the, you know, the, the number moves towards the model, you know, three out of four, four out of five, whatever amount of times. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that if you're watching this on YouTube in the morning, you know, not, you know, right, not if you got it right after we locked, right? But if, if it's in the morning or maybe even if it's like late morning into the afternoon, I'm a little bit nervous this number is going to be out to about 33 or so because that's about probably where it should be, to be honest. This feels really yeah. – it's a big number, but uh, Cousin Jared, walk us through why this number should actually be bigger than it is. I know they're ranked number one, so I'm not breaking any news here. But, guys, I think Houston's no. really good. Houston's uh, really good. They, they have not given up more than 56 points in a game this season and, and that's really unbelievable having played you know seven eight games at, at this point to, and i'm not sure north florida is going to get anywhere near 56 to be honest no no and when you can you compare both i would just say overall like don't overthink this one when you look at who these teams have played houston has victories of against similar type competition victories of 48 about 38 another one by about 38 points uh one by 20 31 points. They had one game where they won by almost 50. I mean, they have just crushed the competition that is on North Florida's level. And similarly, North Florida has played a couple of big name teams, and they lost to Kentucky by 40, and they lost to Gonzaga by 41. So I I just... I have seen nothing from either of these teams that that made me think. I think North Florida is going to score about fifty points, and I think Houston is going to score about ninety, and that yeah. feel, feels about right. So, I think twenty eight is way too low. I would probably play this at thirty one. What sideline says, like you said, if it was at thirty three, probably would play it at thirty three. I, I well. probably I, I would like it a little bit less because you never really know, and all those numbers do have a little bit of value, a couple percentage points on each one, right? But yeah, yeah thirty three, I'd probably be like, that's probably still the right side. Like I don't like it as much there, but it's I'd still probably do it because I'm like you in my head. I was thinking like 90 to 50 ish sounds about right for this game because I don't yeah. see North Florida really getting much past 50 if that and Houston's offense is so good and when they play better teams they do kind of slow it down a little for better possessions because these weaker teams they can get good looks really quick and they can score really quick and their defense is good they don't allow points I mean it's yeah, they're really good, right? That's basically yeah. what I just said. Uh, again, like you said, I don't think we're breaking any news there. So we're going to lay the 28 with Houston because, Jared, that is your A-plus play of the day. I'm going to give you another A-play here that I like. James Madison, 7 p.m. Central, getting 11 points at Virginia. Sideline says it should only be 10. Uh, Virginia, as good as they are, um, you know, three and four against the spread this year. So it's not like they've really been a covering machine. They are playing really well and they played really well when they've covered, they've tended to cover against, uh, you know, good competition where the number has been really close. Uh, And they've tended to cover those games. Michigan being the exception. I think the other big games they played, they covered and the bigger numbers, they haven't covered as much. This one's in between, but I think the James Madison team is pretty good. Um, You know, they're on track. I think the way they've been improving, to be one of those, like they, I think there's an outside shot that they are one of those bubble teams, even without winning the conference. Like they've got a shot at that, which is crazy to think about because a lot of these mid majors don't have a chance unless they win their conference, right? But right. James Madison's playing well enough that if they keep, this is a big game that they need to, if they come out and win, big, big resume game for them. Obviously, 
you know, if not looking to win their conference, can, can get them in. But I think a pretty good team can hang in there. It means a lot to them. Obviously, we always talk about the in-state rivals uh, for some of these schools, you know, like App State playing, you know, North Carolina, right? James Madison playing the Virginia, right? The, means a lot for these teams. I think yeah. they can hang in there, um, lose by single digits, and get us the cover here at plus 11. That takes us to the best B side. Uh, Cousin Jared, of all the B plays here, the one that you were highlighting is Charleston laying 13 points at Presbyterian. I feel like Presbyterian just been an auto fade. They are pretty highly variable, but for the most part, their variability has lended themselves to making us money by fading them. And so uh, given how much money Charleston's made us, this feels like a pretty easy marriage. Uh, What is your take on it? Again, don't overthink these things, people. Presbyterian is two and seven. Charleston is about seven or eight and one. Uh, Charleston's only loss on the season has been to, to North Carolina, who, you know, is North Carolina, maybe not really great this season, but still a very good team. And and honestly, when Charleston has, they've beat some other good teams. So they, they, Crush yeah. Davidson, who's a pretty solid team. They beat pretty good Colorado State team by 10 points. They beat Virginia Tech by by two points. Uh, they also recently just crushed Citadel by, by 22. That same Citadel team beat Presbyterian by 12 points. And so I know we don't want to get caught up in the transitive property uh, too much, but I feel like we've got enough evidence here to say that Charleston, really good team, takes care of business, has has taking care of business against much better teams than what Presbyterian is. At the same time, Presbyterian has just had some real clunkers this season. And Charleston can score points at a rate that I don't think Presbyterian is going to be able to to keep up. So I think this could be a situation where Charleston is up 20 late, and even if they let off the gas, we've still got seven-pointed points of cushion here here to work with and i think charleston again just don't overthink this people lay the 13 points with charleston they are a much 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 better team yeah absolutely all right i'm going to give you a bonus b side are you ready for this people it's charleston laying 13 at presbyterian <laughs> uh of all the b grade plays this is the one that i like the most and i wanted to come back and i'm going to say that just, just like because of jerry last time we were on here we had a game where we both put our record on the line we both were uh you know we're going to grade whether we won or lost the same thing here i'm going to grade this one as well for me of all the b grade plays this is the one that i'm i get why the model can't give it an a grade because the model only says it should be 13 and a half and there's at some point where I mean, I guess I coded the thing, but <laughs> the point is, I built the thing, I coded the thing, whatever. But the, but the point is, is that in general, you know, most of the time getting to the A grade confidence, you want more than just a half a point difference. And so that's why the model isn't giving it an A grade. But there's other factors that go into the algorithm and the grading. It's not just the point differential on the projection. Um, one of those things has to do with the fact that Charleston ain't no against the number. Presbyterian, two and six against the number. We've backed Charleston all late times. We've Faded Presbyterian all eight times. Combined, that's 14-2. So the model's kind of taking that into account. And it doesn't move too much because I think, you know, we can kind of get caught up in small runs. But there are those teams every year that it does just take a little bit longer. And the model's just kind of going, okay, okay, okay. And I think that's what it's doing here with this Charleston Presbyterian. That it's giving it a B grade, even though it only projects at a small amount of part. But again, 14 and two with these game with these two teams, just by playing Charleston, fading Presbyterian, like you said, don't overthink it. There are no locks in gambling. It doesn't mean that they will cover. It just means I think that this number is still too short that given the fact that the model says 13 and a half with how they've performed against the number or given the sideline says 13 and a half, given how these teams have performed against the number, I would have needed it to be 14, maybe 15 before I said that was too much for me to play Charleston. So yeah. a number like 13, I think it's still a great investment. And that'll take us to the must-see TV segment. Because, um, Jared, you already got a smile on your face because yeah. I, I – look, I, look, it's on the screen there. I, I, I'll just let you 
Absolutely, you have it. North Texas at UT Arlington. Of all the games, how? how I don't well, know. I'll let you, the floor is yours. I'll, I'll, I'll take you back to last season in the college football show when we had the, the good, the bad, and the best of each weekend oh, yeah. in college football. Mm-hmm. That, that was the thing we did. And the best yeah. thing one weekend was when Illinois beat Penn State about, I'm going to say, 19 to 17 in nine oh, overtimes. Yeah. And I yeah. thought it was the best yeah. thing that happened yeah, that weekend because it, it is the, one of just the most mind-blowing things I've ever seen happen on a college football field. And I'll even go back to earlier this season in college football, Miami – I think beat Virginia 14 to 12 in quadruple yeah. overtime. Somebody won the game 14 to 12. Somebody won it. Who. We were no, well, nobody really, nobody won. The fans didn't win. The teams didn't win. Nobody the, won. The underbetters won. The underbetters won, won, which is crazy. We get to that many overtimes. You assume that you've lost your under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was good to go. There was, it was never in doubt. Um, this game is going to be similar. Must watch TV, you know, can't take your eyes away from what's happening on the screen. I'm not sure how to describe it, but I want to watch because I think there are going to be so few points in this game. I am going to officially be on the under 115 points, and I think the 115 is is being gracious to these teams. I'm just going to read off to you scores from some of the, the, the teams in the games that these two teams have participated in. So I'm not giving you the totals from these games. I'm just giving you individual scores from teams that have participated in these games 59 41 56 38 UT Arlington played a game that ended 59 to 38 43 59 61 that's just UT Arlington let's go to North Texas 45 51 they had a game in 55 51 47 54 46 52 North Texas had a game where they scored 33 points they lost a game mm. 63 to 33. And then they also mm. played Southern Nazarene. Who can forget the great Southern Nazarene? I'm going to go with their insignia as a lightning bolt. I don't really know what that stands for. That game ended 47 to 53. People, mm. there is going to be so few points in this game. I, I, I don't know if it's excellent defense. I, I think their shooting's just meh. Uh, but I'm telling you, this is going to be something to watch. So be glued to your screens and watch this game go easily under 115. It, it feels a little bit like a train wreck. And some train wrecks are like there's explosions and there's like fast moving things happening and you can't take yeah. your eyes off of it because the, the, the carnage, right? And yeah. this feels like a slow train wreck where you're like, it's so slow that I'm, I, I'm thankful. I don't think anyone's going to get hurt in this train wreck. Like the trains are colliding, no. but it's all such slow motion. Like everybody's just going to walk off without a scratch. It's, it's like when the, the, the high, the highways are iced over and people can't stop. And it's just like this very slow <laughs> moving line of cars colliding with each other. And there's like, and they bump each other. It's like bumper cars, but like no cars actually hurt because the cars aren't moving fast enough to actually do any damage. It's just like, they're just kind of like bumping around, you know? Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to be. Uh, for the, for the record, the model has an A grade play on UT Arlington plus nine and a half, and I think part of the reason why is it's projecting only 118 points. Uh, and we yeah. talked about the outliers and the totals. Like, don't really read too much of the high totals and the low totals. Like, it, it's it's really hard for it to project there at the edges. So part of it, I think the model saying, look, we don't expect a lot of points, and so getting nine and a half points makes a lot of sense because this game could easily finish like, you know, like you said, like, you know, 52 to 45 or something stupid. And it's hard to run away with the game uh, when there aren't many points scored. So uh, model has an A grade plan UT Arlington and cousin Jr. taking the under 115. Yeah. This, this isn't the the shake and bake segment, but if you had to pick one, this is probably the one that I would pick. This is probably the one to to parlay the the plus points and the, and the under, duly noted. I'm going to give you a a, a must see TV game that you probably actually want to watch. Iowa and Duke. 
Uh, Duke's a three and a half point favorite. The models locked in a B grade play on Iowa plus three and a half. Um, it, it should be the opposite of that first game. Total in this one's 146 and a half. So we're expecting a lot of points in this one. Should be a lot of fun. A neutral site game um, up in New York. The game following the Illinois Texas game, which um, should also be a fantastic game to watch. Uh, I, I like grab the three and a half here with Iowa or like the money line as well. I think these two teams are pretty similar. I think Duke might be a tiny bit better. I don't think they're three and a half points better um, on, a, on a neutral court. I think that we're paying a little bit of a Duke tax here. So whether it's on the plus odds of the money line or getting the three and a half points, I think the three and a half makes a ton of sense. This feels like a one possession type game. Most of the time they play it like there's, you know, one out of 10 times Duke runs away. One out of 10 times Iowa runs away. One out of 10 times Duke wins handily. One out of 10 times Iowa wins handily. The other six times, I feel like it's a tight ball game. And in those grabbing three and a half points makes a lot of sense. So I think we're just getting a little bit of a benefit here from the Duke tag. So I, the, again, the model's got a bigger plan on Iowa plus three and a half. And I like that as well. I just, I can't really get to that number. I can get to Duke minus one, minus one and a half, maybe minus two. But anything above that just seems like you're getting a gift here. So I'm going to recommend Iowa plus three and a half. And a game that you, you do want to watch. Um, no no shade there, Cousin Jared. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To the overtime segment here. A couple late night games for us in this one. Because, Jared, your overtime game. Cal State Bakersfield at San Jose State. Uh, Cal State Bakersfield getting nine is a B-grade play, according to the model. Uh, but you're actually taking us to the total on this one as well. What is that play? Let's hope this game doesn't go to overtime because we're going to be on the under here as well. Going to be on the under 122. I've mentioned it before on the show. Cal State Bakersfield is like one of those North Texas teams, like a UT Arlington, like an Air Force, like a Fresno State, where you could just set the total like almost as low as you want. And it's like that it is completely within the realm of possibility. In mm. uh, games that Cal State Bakersfield has, has played this season, there's had games where there's been 35 points, 44 points, 43 points. 54 points, 49 points, 54 points, uh, just not a lot of offense. They they had a game where they got to 67, uh, but that was in overtime. So, again, let's just hope not for overtime yeah, right, in right. this game. Uh, and they did have a game that got all the way to 136, but that is against Andy Corpus Christi, who had a game last week go over about 160. Right. And so I, I don't think that you need to be scared off by the one high-scoring game that Cal State Bakersfield has played this season. And Corpus Christi is just a little bit of a different animal. So I say uh, let's go under 100. 122 in this game. All right. Let me, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here because Jerry, because we talk about okay. some of these teams, these uh, like the North Texas and, and Bakersfield and, you know, uh, Air Force, right? A couple of these teams. We can't just blindly go under forever and always because we understand the concept that the odds makers, uh, that they, they have models as well. Now they are, you know, not just like, like we are, they're not just blindly following a model. They are using models. They're also using other pieces of information. They're moving lines, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They will catch up, right? So I, I just I feel like the viewer might there might be some viewers out there who are saying, we know they're a slow team. The bookmakers know that too. They're adjusting the number down, right? At what point do you say the number has caught up, or do you just say, you, you know, like there's certain numbers you're looking for, or is it more of a like, you know, they probably just haven't quite caught up, and I know I'm not going to win mm -hmm. all of them, but if I play all of them and I win sixty percent of them, or or even fifty five percent of them, that's still a good investment. Like, what's what's your perspective on that? Yeah, so uh, I think Air Force would be a good example for me of a team that when they can uh, dominate the pace, they can – if Air Force plays the way they want to, they're going to keep the game low scoring. But if they play against a bad defense or they play against a team that wants to go a little faster, they can score some points. So I really try to look at the teams where they just have nothing on their schedule. And we're starting to get to where teams have um, played enough games, where they've played enough – 
different types of teams where you can kind of get an idea of, okay, in this type of matchup, they'll play this way. In this type of matchup, they'll play this way. Like, like I mentioned with, with um, air force and even Fresno state last week, I'm, I'm blanking on who Fresno state played, but Fresno state played somebody and they scored like 80 points. Mm-hmm. I, I could not believe it. So that's one of those you file in the bank. You say, okay, when was, Fresno oh, state, was Irvine. And that yeah, was it, bonkers. It was very surprising that Irvine was in such a high-scoring game like that. Kind of like shit. Like, okay, note that Irvine, really good defensive team, but <laughs> when they're playing, yeah. you know, yeah, maybe they won't always go under, right? Yes, exactly. I have not seen anything from Cal State Bakersfield at that point. So this is one of those things that, like, until I see them do something, and even like, you know, if the game ends up at 127, it's like, okay, well, that that I'm not too far off. That's something I'm still watching. If this game ends up at like 140, then that goes into the bat the the bag of okay, I'm paying attention to this. This is something I'm watching now. I'm not just going to blindly, you know, gotcha. follow my my thoughts on this. I'm basically going to do this until they show me something different. And a lot of these teams have shown me something different at this point in the season, but Cal State Bakersfield is not one of them. Right. So I get, so it's one of those, you're kind of like eyeing the trend, you know, getting a couple of wins on them, kind of, uh, you know, not double, not, not, uh, you know, putting all your money back into it, but just, you know, keeping on that same, you know, one unit, one unit at a time. And just kind of that, yep. at some point when, when you learn a little bit, say, okay, now we've made our money off of them. Now we've got to pick our spots a little bit more. And then yep. you're kind of looking for what type of team they're playing. It's that sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or they've played Dart- their last game. They played Dartmouth and I, I wasn't touching that one because Dartmouth has had a pretty good offense. And, and, you know, I didn't think Dartmouth was going to score 79, but you could have told me that Dartmouth was going to score 65 and that was going to kill a line that was probably like 129 or something like that. Yeah. So it's also, you know, you kind of got to take into account the team that they're playing as well. And that one, I, I, I just have to go off the real search for just one second on that one before we come back was one of the money line plays of the day. Uh, and I highlighted, I, I think in my write-up, I said I would I would not be surprised if Dartmouth won that game by double digits. And sure enough, I think they won by like 15 or something. Uh, 25. What a, tw- was it 25? Okay, I had the yeah. five. Yeah, they crushed them. What a, what a horrible travel spot that was for Bakersfield to play one game traveling. Dartmouth's, I, I think Dartmouth's in New Hampshire. Like, it is, yeah. This a long ways away from California Bakersfield, which is a, just a, insult to injury in quasi Southern California, right? It's it's north yeah. of LA, right? But it's still Southern California, more, more or less. Yeah. To, to New Hampshire, just to fly out there and play a game, and then come back. Like there wasn't even like an extra game that they're sitting around out there. I was like, and, and that's and that's some of the things we try to identify, right? With the plays of the day, right? Where the model isn't quite seeing the exact. It's not built to see the schedule, right? But that's where we're looking at some of those spots and being like, hey. This is a terrible scheduling spot yeah. <laughs> for this team yeah. in that situation. Um, and can I just say too? Also, just kind of—I I feel like that whole game. Just throw that out out the window in your assessment of, yeah. of both of those teams because that was all about the spot and and, and really yeah. nothing else. Um, yeah. Moving on to the other overtime game, I've got another light one for you here. Uh, 10 p.m. Central, Nevada zero at Pepperdine. It's a pick'em. Uh, we just need Nevada to win this game here. Uh, Sideline says it should be Nevada minus three. Both of these teams have overperformed the model. I think Pepperdine's a solid team, but Nevada, I just, I really like what I've seen from them. Every time I've been a little hesitant on them, they've come through and shown me that they're better than I expect. And I think Pepperdine kind of the same way. And that's kind of my point in this is that sideline says this should be Nevada minus three on the road. And so since both teams have impressed me relative to the model expectations, then I expect on average just to be a game that Nevada wins by three. Don't know what one outcome is going to happen. Anything can happen. Nevada can win by 20 Pepperdine can win by 10, right? And none of those things would be, you know, the craziest things in the world, but just in general, both these teams have overperformed to the point where I, th- I think that number of the model sets pretty good. Um, 
Nevada minus three is probably, I think, what it should be. So getting them to win here, I think, just makes a lot of sense. It's an aggregate of the model, and it's another one that I'm recommending here in the overtime spots. Because, uh, Jared, any parting words now for People's Tuesday slate of college basketball? Let's hope for very few points tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like that's your life motto in general, that you yes, like to root for not a lot of points. Exactly. All right. Yes. Well, thanks for, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel. Shop right to your feed. We'll back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.